God of the earthquake and of the silence. Quiet in us any voice but your own, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit we might hear, and in hearing we might believe, and in believing we might act, making way for your new creation. Amen. Today's scripture reading is from the next to the last chapter of Isaiah. Listen now to the word of God that God spoke through the prophet in the 65th chapter, starting at the 17th verse. For I am about to create new heavens and a new earth. The former thing shall not be remembered or come to mind, but be glad and rejoice forever in what I am creating. For I am about to create Jerusalem as a joy and its people as a delight. I will rejoice in Jerusalem and delight in my people. No more shall the sound of weeping be heard in it or the cry of distress. No more shall there be in it an infant that lives, lives out but a few days or an old person who does not live out a lifetime for one who dies at a hundred years will be considered a youth and one who falls short of a hundred will be considered accursed. They shall build houses and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and eat their fruit. They shall not build and another inhabit. They shall not plant and another eat. For like the days of a tree shall be the days of my people. And my chosen shall long enjoy the work of their hands. They shall not labor in vain or bear children for calamity. For they shall be offspring blessed by the Lord and their descendants as well. Before they call, I will answer. While they are yet speaking, I will hear. The wolf and the lamb shall feed together. The lion shall eat straw like the ox. But the serpent, its food shall be dust. They shall not hurt or destroy on all my holy mountain, says the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. O Lord, may our thoughts and may my words be acceptable in your sight, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Have you ever thought about what the world would look like if you were in charge? Well, in 1928, a guy named Harry McClintock recorded a song that did just that. He described paradise from the point of view of a hobo who imagined a world, what the world might be like if only he were in charge. He said it's a place where cigarettes grow on trees, where lemonade flows from springs, and the hens lay soft-balled eggs. Oh, I'm bound to go where there ain't no snow, where the rain don't fall and the wind don't blow. In the big rock candy mountains. <laughs> ah, you remember that first? It, the original guy that wrote it sang it on uh, that movie, Brother Where Art Thou? 
Well, that's one vision of paradise, at least for one man, what the world would be like from his point of view, ideally. But what would the world look like if God were in charge? Well, that is what the prophet has described in the verses we read from the 65th chapter of Isaiah. Notice that the prophet's message from God is not that the world's going to be remodeled, refurbished, you know, spruced up a little bit, a little coat of paint. It's not going to be like just when we're getting ready for homecoming, you know, <laughs> and we go around and check what things need doing. No. God said he's about to create new heavens and a new earth. You can just forget about the old heavens and the old earth because the former things shall not be remembered or even come to mind. So what will this new place be like? Well, Isaiah says, No more shall the sound of weeping be heard or the cry of distress. No more will there be an infant that lives just a few days. If you Google infant mortality rate, you will find that the United Nations says worldwide 50 infants die per 1,000 live births. And according to the CDC, America's Centers for Disease Control, in 2017, the infant mortality rate in the United States was 5.6 deaths per 1,000. That's 22,000 infants in 2007. 847 in North Carolina, 19 in Johnston County. And Johnston County's rates 13% higher than the North Carolina rate, and the North Carolina rate's higher than the national rate. So why do those infants die? Well, five basic reasons. There are birth defects. There's preterm birth and low birth weight. There's maternal pregnancy complications. Sudden infant death syndrome. And the fifth one would be injuries, such as suffocation. Well, if you look at that, a lot of that's preventable. But it's only preventable if our government and our citizens are willing to do what's needed. I should say on our state's behalf, that rate has come down because the state has focused a lot on, on caring for babies along the way. Well, there's a lot to be done, though. Well, it's not just infants that will be spared, according to Isaiah. Isaiah's prophecy also means that, for example, no sons will be shot and killed while defending their mother at a gas station, as happened just down the road here Thursday morning in the early hours of the morning. Isaiah's prophecy also means there'll be no more mass shootings. CBS News reports that in the United States in 2019, so far, 255 mass shootings. They're defining a mass shooting where four or more people die, not counting the shooter. 255. That means we're on a pace to have more of those mass shootings this year in the United States than there are days in the year. More than one a day. Isaiah says no more. No more infant deaths, no more children not making it to adulthood, and no more adults not making it to at least 100. 
I had a great aunt, Pearl. She was old all the time I ever knew her. And when she got to be about 96 and 97, my dad said, well, Pearl, I think you're going to make it to 100. And she said, no, I don't want to be that old. <laughs> and she stopped about 98, 99. Well, According to the latest available data, a baby born in 2016 in the U.S. can be expected to live to be 78.6 years on average. Well, North Carolina is just a little below that national average. You know what accounts for the varied rates in life expectancy? Three big factors. Poverty. Lack of access to health insurance and lack of prenatal care. A whole lot of that preventable, right? Part of Isaiah's prophecy of the coming kingdom of God, part of that prophecy is it's already here, right now. God says, before they call, I will answer. While they're speaking, I will hear. Before we even confess, God knows our sin and forgives us. Before we pray, God already knows our need. And then there are things to come. You know, like that, those vegetarian lions who survive on straw or hay. Not to mention the wolf and the lamb lying together, down together. You know, God's kingdom has sort of a dual nature. Here and not yet here. While we await Christ's coming, our job, I believe, our job is to work so that none of God's children hurt or destroyed. Our job is to reduce needless tragedy of, well, we mentioned infant mortality by assuring education and services that promote prenatal care, that prevent child abuse, that provide health insurance, and address poverty and homelessness. Not to mention with the bonus that those kind of steps would extend life expectancy, right? In a little while, we're going to sing a hymn that's based on the 90th Psalm. That 90th Psalm ends by asking God, let your work manifest in your servants and your glorious power to their children. Let the favor of the Lord of our God be upon us and prosper the work of our hands. Oh, prosper the work of our hands. Well, you know, today's sermon time asks kind of a trick question. What would the world look like if God were in charge? Our hope, our belief, is that the God who made all things, the God who sent his son to show us how to live, the son who died for us and rose again and is coming again, that very God is in charge, despite the world's many, many troubles. You see, at least for now, God's work is in our hands. So it's up to you and me, it's up to us to focus not on ourselves, not on our selfish shames, but on God's work in the life that we've been blessed with right here where God has placed us right now in the time that we have been given, given by God who is our help in ages past, our hope for years to come, our shelter in all the stormy blasts and our eternal home. to God. Go forth celebrating faith. Go forth celebrating hope. 
Go forth celebrating love. Go forth to be the transformed people that God calls us to be. Go forth to transform the world in terms of prosperity, in times of prosperity, in times of disbelief or hostility or fear or rejection. Go forth with the sure and certain knowledge you are always, always surrounded by the presence of God, our rock and our redeemer. And may the love of God uphold you, the light of Christ guide you, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit fill you with joy now and forevermore.